Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, the host of this show, and today I'm digging around in my language learning past and present, to be honest, to share my experience with FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm going to start at the very beginning, which is to say I need to talk about being a perfectionist. Now, way back in episode two of this podcast, I introduced the perfectionist language learner in me, talking a bit about my history as a perfectionist and how it showed up in my language learning. When that episode aired, I was really surprised by the huge response I received from listeners telling me that they too identified as perfectionists, or that they had noticed some of the same tendencies I talked about in their own language journeys. And this is really significant for me because for so long I felt alone in this aspect of my language journey. I didn't realize early on that things like fear of missing out were even showing up in how I was trying to learn languages, and I didn't realize that for me this was a result of my perfectionism. And when I started talking about it publicly on my blog and Instagram page and podcast, I discovered that this is something that's a lot more prevalent than I realized. I wasn't alone in this struggle, and neither are you. So I want to hone in on this tendency toward fear of missing out when it comes to language learning in order to keep that conversation alive, to share my struggle, and it's an ongoing struggle at that. Even after over five years of language learning, I still find myself battling that fear and making language learning choices as a result of fear of missing out instead of doing what's really best for my language progression. So here's what I'm going to touch on today. First, I'm going to talk about what fear of missing out can look like in language learning. Next, I'll share some of the signs I've learned to look out for that can tell me if I'm starting to feel that fear. And finally, I'll share a few things that have worked for me to help reverse or prevent FOMO from taking over. And y'all, looking through my show notes, there's a lot of information here, and some of it can get pretty deep, especially if you find yourself connecting with my experience, and especially if you've never really considered how fear of missing out affects your own journey. So I want to encourage you to approach this episode however is best for you. If you need to listen to it in chunks over the course of several days in order to process your thoughts and feelings, do that. If you want to take notes, do that. If the mood strikes you to journal your own experiences, make a plan for how you want to tackle fear of missing out in your own language journey, or if you want to share your story with me, whatever you feel, please honor that for yourself. And if you do reach out to share your story with me, know that it will remain completely confidential between us, but I do really value the strength in sharing our struggles and connecting with others who understand. So let's dig in. The first thing to address is what can fear of missing out look like in language learning? A lot of this overlaps with what I talked about in episode 22 last week about questioning if we're even making progress, but this today goes a bit deeper into one specific cause for that questioning. And I can really only speak from my own experience here, so I'm sure some of you have other examples you could add to this list. I don't claim it's all-inclusive. But when I started to really look at my language journey, the first place I realized fear of missing out was showing up was in how I used resources. And I've talked about this before, but for a long time, I used every resource in a very linear fashion, from beginning to end, in the sequential order the resource provided. Whether it was a language learning app, a grammar book, an online course, I had to start from the beginning and do every lesson and every exercise to completion in order. Whether I was a complete beginner, a mid-level beginner, or even higher, I had to start from the beginning and do every lesson and every exercise to completion in order. And guess what happened? 
I spent a lot of time spinning my wheels on the same content, making very little progress in the language overall, and I burned out very fast. Now, I've told this story before, but over a year into my journey with Italian, I started an online self-paced program called Rocket Italian, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. It's a good program, and it's structured so that you can skip around as much as you want or need. You don't have to finish a lesson before moving on to the next. No content is locked. You don't have to earn a certain number of points to move forward. Nothing like that at all. And despite this, when I began this program, I was so afraid that I would miss something if I didn't do every single lesson from beginning to end and do every flashcard and every exercise until I got everything 100% correct. I was so afraid that there would be a single word that I would miss out on if I didn't do everything. And later on, I would need that word but not have it, and it would be an immediate failed conversation. I was seriously afraid that if I didn't do everything from the beginning, I would miss a critical grammar point or explanation that would completely make or break my language journey. If I didn't know every single word and grammar structure along the way, I would somehow be derailed and just fail miserably. And as a perfectionist, Failure is seen in the little things like making common mistakes. So failing miserably, in my mind, literally just meant not speaking perfectly always. Forget that if I did miss learning a particular word in the exercises, it would eventually become very apparent to me because important words show up over and over in a language, and I could easily go back to learn or review any grammar I skipped over, but this didn't matter to me. My brain didn't comprehend this reality. The fear of missing something is what drove me to work this resource and all others the way I did, from beginning to end, skipping nothing. And like I said, I got bored and burned out really quickly, which then led me to believe for quite some time that I couldn't learn the language. Something about me made it impossible, and there wasn't much point in trying. Luckily, I never fully gave in to this belief. I never gave up, but I continued with a lot of extra struggles and limiting beliefs. So my fear of missing out showed up in how I used resources in this linear fashion, and it also showed up in how I gathered or collected resources. As I approached the end of year two of learning Italian, I started tapping into the online language learning community, and I discovered so much information I'd never encountered before. Not only were there tons of Italian resources out there, from YouTube channels to podcasts to story learning to apps to language exchanges, so many possibilities I'd never heard of before. But there were also tons of resources for learning how to learn a language, courses and books and podcasts. Then there were language learning conferences and challenges and just general conversations going on all over the web. So what did I do? I kind of started signing up for or beginning everything I found. I signed up for self-paced courses, language exchange groups, online lessons, several new apps, and any language-related challenge I saw on social media. But the reason I signed up for all of this wasn't because I just wanted to try them out, dig into the community and learn more, or test out my limits on what I could truly do. All of those reasons existed, but I didn't set any boundaries on what language resources or content to take in because I was so afraid that I would miss out on something. If I didn't do this 15-day verb tense challenge, I would miss my chance to learn it. If I didn't attend that conference, I would miss the information given and the connections I could make. If I didn't do this learning method or that technique, then I'd miss out on all the promised benefits and quick progress claimed. And guess what? This hoarding of all the resources and doing of all the things started to weigh me down. 
I started to feel guilt for any money I had spent on languages. I started to feel overwhelmed at all the unfinished and unprogressed courses I'd signed up for. I started to wonder if I'd ever have time to listen to all the episodes of this Italian podcast or that language learning one. It was too much. I had to get very honest with myself about the real reason I was trying to be involved in so much. That reason being fear of missing out. And I had to try to start believing that the only thing I was missing was time spent with the resources I did have and did enjoy, with the one conference I truly valued, with the podcasts that interested me most. Always searching for something else out of fear of missing out led me to miss out on the things I truly enjoyed about learning Italian and connecting in the community. That's what fear of missing out looked like for me. Both of these things, linear learning from beginning to end, hoarding resources, and using all the learning techniques are for me connected to perfectionism, which I'm sure isn't the case for everyone who experiences this. But here are the lies that I believed with respect to fear of missing out and perfectionism. If I miss a word or grammar point because I've skipped around in a resource, then I won't have perfect speech. There will be gaps in my language that could have been avoided if only I'd done every single lesson and exercise available. That resource has different words than this one. That challenge focuses on something else that's missing from my language. If I don't do them, then I'll miss something that would perfect my speaking abilities. People are raving about this learning technique, and if I don't do this one, and that one, and the other one, then I'll miss my chance to hack this whole language learning thing. The stress in these lies and these fears is palpable, but I was so used to operating in this way that it was hard to recognize it for what it was. Even as I currently actively work on managing my perfectionism, I've identified my perfectionist tendencies and I purposefully take action to work against them, I still have times when fear of missing out creeps into my language learning and it's important for me to recognize when that's happening. So here are a couple of signs that I know to look out for in my language life that point to fear of missing out starting to rear its head and hopefully this helps someone else out there as well. The first sign that fear of missing out is creeping up is that I become hyper-focused on what I don't yet know in my languages. Of course, it's normal and helpful to always have an idea of what you don't yet know or haven't yet mastered in your new language. It's helpful for knowing and planning what you can focus on next, where you can spend your time and energy in order to keep progressing. But what I'm talking about here is spending most of my language thinking and doing time worrying about what all I don't know. It's the difference between saying, I still don't understand prepositional verbs, so I'm going to focus on that next week, and saying, I don't understand prepositional verbs, subjunctive tense, dative case, conditional future tense, or direct object pronouns, and I'm not getting in enough comprehensible input, and I have to make time to master all of these next week in addition to reading, speaking, and writing practice that I have to keep up in order to make sure it's all coming together. When thoughts like these start to take over and I'm spending more time thinking about what I don't know and searching for new resources to cover all of those things that I don't know, trying to schedule time every single day to focus on each of those things I don't know, and then, of course, feeling very overwhelmed, that's a sign that I'm heading down a path paved by fear of missing out, not by what will lead to quality progress. So super focusing on all the things I don't yet know in a language is the first sign that fear of missing out is approaching and I need to get on top of it before it pulls me down. The second sign is how I respond to new language books, apps, courses, challenges, and learning techniques or hacks, all of it. 
Hoarding resources and signing up for much more than I can ever actually complete was an effect of my language fear of missing out. I've gotten a lot better at telling myself no when something comes up, but every now and then, a free trial for a course or a new challenge or a proven learning method comes to my attention and my mind jumps on it. My first thought is, I want that. I need that. So the sign that fear of missing out is creeping in is when I jump to sign up for or buy new things instead of taking the time to consider if it's worth my money, time, and energy, and if I already have a resource at my disposal that I'm ignoring. Am I signing up for this free trial because I'm really interested in it, want to try it out and see if it's useful for me? Or is it because it might teach me something I'm struggling with or promises a new way of learning and I'm afraid that if I don't do this thing, then I'll miss my opportunity? I have no doubt that every book, every app, every course is useful. Each one could help me along the way. But fear of missing out here is the difference between saying, ooh, that's exactly the type of resource I've been looking for that focuses on this exact thing I'm struggling with in my language and saying, it's there, so I want it. It's the difference between saying, things are a bit more relaxed in my life right now and I have time to fit in this 30-day challenge that targets something I struggle with and saying, I'm swamped at work, the kids' schedules are hectic and we have travel coming up, but I'm going to sign up for this 30-day challenge anyway because I'll miss what everyone else is getting if I don't. I mean, I never actually say that to myself, but in a split second, I know if I have the time to commit to something or not. So do I follow and respect that intuition or do I fight it because I'm so afraid of missing something that might be the key to my fluency? And I can tell you honestly that this still happens to me today. It takes a lot out of me to really stop and consider if a resource or challenge or conference is right for me, my language needs, and my time. Focusing my mental energy on all the things I don't know in my languages and jumping at every language opportunity that arises, whether it's useful and fits into my schedule or not, those are two major signs that fear of missing out is starting to surface in my language life. So what in the world can we do? I know many of you out there have experienced this pull of fear of missing out before. And again, for me, I'm confident that it stems from my perfectionism, but maybe that's not the case for everyone. However, I think I have some practical and reasonable tips to share that have helped me either prevent fear of missing out or at least get level-headed when I start to see those signs. As always, this isn't an exhaustive list, and if you have ideas or things that work for you, I would really love to hear them. So first, for me, it's really important to give myself permission to be flexible in what I learn. This targets that linear, from beginning to end way of working a resource. And it's not easy if you've never done this before, but one of the kind of icebreakers I did into allowing more flexibility in how I use resources is that I started just thinking about what I wanted to learn or be able to say, things that were relevant to me. For example, for months I thought, I really need to learn the imperfetto, past tense in Italian. Just start with how to conjugate verbs in this tense. I knew that was kind of the next important grammar point according to my level and what I already knew. It was the next logical step. For months I thought this. I felt this. But in the two main resources I was using at that time, Rocket Italian and Duolingo, the imperfetto was many lessons away. At the time, I was working through lessons on pronouns, asking directions, and possession. Important, but not what I wanted to be focusing on or what I intuitively felt would be the most beneficial to me at that time. 
And those were things I'd already learned in my Italian as a second language course months earlier. So when I finally decided to respect my intuition that said the imperfetto was where my focus should be, I made myself skip ahead and start learning it. And you may think it sounds silly to say that I made myself, but I was so ingrained to do things linearly that it really took a lot of internal power for me to jump ahead. It really did. But once I started doing it, it became easier. I could look through a resource, find lessons targeting what I wanted to focus on, and skip lessons that really didn't apply to me, like numbers, days, months, things I already knew, or going to the nightclub, something I will never do and don't need the vocabulary for. So giving some real meaningful thought to what I know will be useful for me or relevant to me has helped me overcome the pull to work resources from beginning to end because that way of learning really did keep me more at a standstill in my languages. Similarly, the second thing that's helped me prevent or overcome fear of missing out is to make a list of what I know I don't know. And this helps in two ways. First, it keeps FOMO at bay with respect to resource hoarding or learning technique overload. If I have a physical list of things I know I can be working on to improve my languages to move them toward the next level, then any time a shiny new book or course or challenge comes up, I can consult that list and determine if I could truly benefit from the new thing. A 30-day challenge to learn German idioms, for example, is super interesting to me. I'm learning German because I live in Germany, so idioms would really be useful. But is this a topic on my list of things I know I need to learn in the short term? No. An inexpensive course to master German gendered nouns. How to get der, die, and das straightened out. Yes, I want that. That course could be the key to always getting it right. Or do the resources I already use have this built in? Do I already learn the articles as I learn vocabulary? Is this a topic on my list of things I know I need to focus on? No. So keeping a list of known unknowns can really help to objectively, logically, and reasonably decide to take on something new or leave it alone. Second, this list can also ease that hyper-focus on what I don't yet know that I talked about. When I start stressing about and thinking only about what all is left to learn, writing down all of those things that I feel internal pressure to focus on now can take the edge off and get me back to choosing one focal point and moving forward with that. Once I have my list, I then consider all of the resources I already have that I could use for learning whatever topic or skill I've chosen. If I have a ton of resources, which is common for me, I commit myself to no more than three, specifically one for learning or studying, one for input, and one for output. For example, my Italian list of things I know I don't know is quite long, but toward the top of that list for many months has been the subjunctive tense. When I first came to terms with the fact that I really could benefit from learning this, this tense that I was intimidated by anyway, I made a list of all the resources I already had or was already considering. In the end, for specifically focusing on the subjunctive, I chose a course book recommended by Kenny, my Italian tutor, and this is my study book, where I spend time really learning the conjugations, irregular verbs, and uses of this tense, plus going through curated exercises. I couldn't find one single resource specific to this topic in the way of input, but instead of just randomly doing a ton of listening and reading, hoping to get in some subjunctive, I created a playlist on Spotify that has all the Italian podcast episodes I could find that talk about this verb tense. 
So I created a single resource podcast playlist that has audio in Italian explaining and giving examples and conversations that use this verb tense. So that's my second resource. For output, my Italian tutor on italki is there for me to practice with, and I don't need to feel pressure to write, make speaking videos, or do anything else to practice. So to recap, I made a list of all my Italian known unknowns, I chose one topic to focus on, and I have a study book to learn, a podcast playlist for input, and a tutor for output as my resources. Even if today a course or challenge on Italian subjunctive came to my attention, I know that I don't need to be afraid of missing out. I have everything I need at my disposal. I thoughtfully chose what to use, and I'm good to go. Likewise, even if today a course or challenge on Italian passive voice came to my attention, something else I know I have yet to master. It's on my list, but I know that I don't need to be afraid of missing out because right now I have my focal point, passive voice is on my list of things to learn, and so I'll get to it when the time is right. I'm good for now. So this list has really helped me stay focused in my lane without spinning my wheels, trying to focus on all the things all at the same time, worrying that I'm not making progress. Finally, there's one more tip that's worked for me in combating fear of missing out in my languages, and that is experimenting with resources and learning techniques, but with a plan. This applies very well to language apps and language learning methods. If you name any language learning app available in the most commonly learned languages, I have probably used it. If you name any language learning method or technique, I have probably tried it. On the one hand, trying so many apps and techniques has helped me better define my preferences and what I want to look for in language resources. It's helped me uncover what type of learner I am, what I have time for and what I'm willing to take time to do, what I don't like and what just doesn't work for me. So I very much believe in trying things out with lots of variety, especially if you're new to language learning, new to a language, or new to non-traditional, not-in-the-classroom self-study. But if you're like me, and you're prone to this fear of missing out, and you download every app, buy every book, and try every technique because deep down you're afraid the key to success is right there and you could miss it, then I'm here to tell you, one, there is no key, Every path is valid and they all lead to success. And two, allow yourself to try out all the new shiny things, but set boundaries. So here's what this can look like. There's a new app available. It has your language, so you download it. If it comes with a seven-day free trial, great. There's a built-in time frame for you to try it out with no commitment. Just make sure to cancel the automatic subscription and spend seven days testing it out. Honestly, for me, it usually only takes one or two days for me to decide if an app is really going to be something I use regularly, something I enjoy, and something that will help me progress. If it's a completely free app, then set your own boundary. Maybe test it for a week and put a calendar reminder in your phone to do a real and thoughtful assessment of the app before keeping it. Or another option is to put a level boundary on it. This depends on the type of app it is, but perhaps you choose to test out three lessons learn 25 words, or write 15 sentences. Keep track of what you've done, and when you reach that predetermined boundary, make an honest assessment of the app's value to you and your personal journey. And the last step is the most important. If you decide that you're not having fun, you're not learning as much as you do with other resources, it's not the right material for you, or the design or functions of the app just don't motivate you, then delete it. Guilt-free, delete that app and move on. 
The same goes for language learning methods. As a beginner learner struggling to take my Italian to the intermediate level, I was desperate to find the right language hack or technique that I thought I was missing. So I tried everything. I did Anki, the gold list method, comprehensible input, journaling in my target language, listening to Italian podcasts, watching kids' TV shows in Italian, reading native content, listening to the radio, language exchanges, study partners, studygrams, language islands, lists of related vocabulary, formal classes, online classes, private tutors. You name it, I've tried it. And all of these things are okay. The problem was that as I learned about each language learning method or technique, I thought it was going to be the one, the key to my success, and without it, I would miss out and fail. The thing is, for every method out there, you can find someone or lots of someone who swears by it. Each language learning technique has been used by someone to reach a higher language level, or dare I say, fluency. But that doesn't mean that one is better than another. It doesn't mean one is the magical key, and it really doesn't mean that any of them will work for you or for me. So again, when you hear of a new method or technique, try it out. Set a predetermined time limit on how many days or weeks you want to test it, or set a boundary on the number of words or phrases you'll learn with this method, and once reached, give it an honest assessment of if you think it's worth your time and energy to reach your goals. Find something you like, keep it but also be mindful that you could change. As your level improves, what once worked may not keep working with the same return on investment. As your motivation in a language rises and falls, so will your desire to learn in a particular way. Even as you add languages, the same types of resources and methods won't necessarily work for your newest language. So stay flexible and believe that no method is the secret key to success. Test things out, but don't put all your faith into one learning strategy. Set those boundaries and have a plan for purposefully and objectively deciding if something is right for you. Okay, so I'm ready to wrap this up. I think I've exhausted all the fear of missing out thoughts that have been roaming around in my head lately. But let's recap. Fear of missing out can show up in language learning in various ways, two of which are how we use resources, especially if we work everything from beginning to end, doing every task, not skipping anything, And it can show up in trying to do it all, collecting all the resources, buying all the books, signing up for every challenge, wanting to take every course, attend every conference, etc. Two signs that fear of missing out is starting to creep up are one, being hyper-focused on all the things you don't know in your language, putting more thought and time into the idea of what you don't know instead of focusing on learning one of those things. And two, feeling a huge pull toward and jumping into every new language resource or method that comes to your attention. When we see these signs or we identify that fear of missing out is taking over our language lives, or if we just want to actively prevent it, I have three tips of what to do that have worked for me. Tip number one, give yourself permission to be flexible in what you learn. Tip number two, Make a list of everything you know you don't know in your language. Choose one of those things to focus on and choose at most three resources for what you've chosen. One resource for learning or studying, one for input, so reading or listening, and one for output, so speaking or writing. Stick to those resources and stick to your chosen thing to learn until you really feel ready to move on to the next thing on your list. And tip number three for avoiding or overcoming fear of missing out in language learning is to experiment with various resources or methods, but set boundaries and have a plan for objectively deciding if something is right for you. 
Fear of missing out can really prevent language learners from progressing. It can keep us in the same spot for a long time, spinning our wheels on where to go next. It has certainly done this to me. And while I'm not an expert on this, and I still struggle with FOMO in my language learning, the things I've shared here today have helped and continue to help me overcome that pull toward the fear and instead create a language journey that's always moving forward with intention. That is all I have for today. As always, I hope this reaches someone who needed to know they aren't alone or who needed the space to figure out how to move forward in your own journey. If this is you, I hope you give yourself time to process your thoughts on it, brainstorm some ideas on what you can do, and know that you can do this language thing. You are doing it. So everyone, until next time, ciao.